Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Kuza Cast. I'm here with uh, with a new friend, Robin Whaley, who I met last year. Robin is the owner of Off the Track, a DMC based in Zimbabwe, and we're going to talk about um, the challenges of 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 that business uh, during COVID and 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 learn a bit more about Robin herself. Hello, Robin, and welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. No problem at all, Robin. So. Um, yeah, so the way the way we start off uh, is just introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your your business, how you got into the industry, and uh, then we'll take it from there. Thanks so much. Okay, so I, I'm a born and bred Zimbabwean. I was born and did my school career in Zimbabwe. I then went to UK to do university and followed my now husband to Malawi after that. And that's where it all started in the travel industry. And I started working for Wilderness Safaris. Which I absolutely loved. Um, I'm very blessed to have twins and came back home as soon as they were born because I needed all the support I could get from all the family. Mm. Um, and that's where I got the opportunity to buy Off the Track. Okay. Off the Track was a DMC that was mainly focused, is very well known in Zimbabwe in the local market to do houseboats on Lake Kariba. Yeah. Um, and the person I bought it from she married a zambian so she needed to leave the country so it was she was very sad to go it was it was a she get, wanted to give it to someone who had the same ethos that she did so i bought it um i still obviously have a little bit of that local following but because of my days in wilderness which was all international market i then combined what she had with what i thought was the best next best thing to do mm. um, which was international marketing so with that combined i now have the dmc that i have great great and growing nicely you told me that you've just employed new people i'm so it's so lovely to hear the stories and how different the stories were from even a year ago it's it's the yeah yeah, the the positivity they're very different i mean obviously so i'm marketing with with dmcs on the marketing side it it very much is what you do today you reap the benefits normally for two years time yeah a lot of it is relationships and trust yes and so you've got to in entrust someone with a lot of money obviously in a country that maybe they're a bit frightened of for example zimbabwe zimbabwe is quite scary to most international agents so my role is definitely to make someone safe and secure and understand that their money is safe and secure with me and their guests are going to go from A to B and their guests are going to be safe. Yes. So I do a lot of marketing. I travel a lot. Um, obviously pre-COVID we were going on the app and everything was fine, but then we spent three years just redoing itineraries and moving them rather than achieving anything. Cancelling um, rather than booking. So, yeah. Correct. I mean, literally it was just me and you moved for a year. Yeah, and then, and then you move, move again. Year. Oh, yeah. And then you yeah. move for another year. Yeah, I think you're singing so the, the tune of many, week, many people listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the 7th of April, 2023, I had my last COVID travel. Do you understand? Oh, wow. So, so where okay. I was paid for this in 2019. Gosh. And they traveled. Gosh. So I literally am finished. I'm very, very proud to say. Um, well, that's excellent. So, 
Yeah, but since COVID, obviously COVID changed things a lot for everyone in the industry, I'm sure. You you know that for you, for everyone. Yes, and yeah. I've kind of started from scratch again with the marketing. But the relationships are there. People have moved a yes. lot in these businesses, you know, who they were with and who they're now with. And or left, like or left the, the industry completely, are, yeah. Correct, exactly. And new people are in. So now yes. you need to sort of start again from explaining who you are and building that trust again. No, look, it's it's exciting times, and uh, you know, I think that uh, it's there's there's such a feeling of of camaraderie in in the industry, and everybody is helping each other. I think the 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 days of, after what we've all been through together, I think the, the 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 even the competition, you know, you're happy to to help and and share knowledge. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm finding. Um, and so, uh, genuinely, it's a it. In, in Zimbabwe, we have all of us DMCs meet once a month for lunch. Incredible. And we lovely. all share information. Yeah, we lovely. literally are your competition every month. Anyone and everyone's invited. It can be suppliers, DMCs, everyone in the industry. And we all sit and we all knit and nut about each other's bookings. And did you hear? And didn't you hear? And that's, it's, a, that's it's such a, a lovely thing. That is, it is so amazing. I love the resource too. Is it in different places or just Harare or Victoria Falls? Only Harare based, and it's at ah. a different restaurant every every month. Okay, well that's that sounds that mm. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I spoke to Ross Kennedy a couple of weeks ago, and 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 uh, yeah, you know the the he's the, part of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, it's great. Yeah. So it's lovely to have everybody there and and sharing sharing the knowledge. I mean, I got to know you. And was amazed with your knowledge and, and who you knew and so definitely that's what uh, inspired me to to want you on as a guest to talk about uh you know the, the what zimbabwe went through and and the recovery and 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 what's what's going forward so i i see that zimbabwe is getting a new currency again is that is that true uh, there was some digital version i read about have you heard much about that no <laughs> No, okay. please don't tell me that. We don't yeah. need any more. We've got plenty to deal with. It takes up yes. a lot of our time already. We don't definitely yeah. don't need any more. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, well, so the currency issue in Zimbabwe is not it, it's not as tricky as people think. And I know it looks scary, and I think Sky News makes it even more scary, and it's it's not. So when you're on the ground, um, what most um company every everything in tourism is a US dollar based quote and accept they don't accept any other currencies they don't accept the Zimbabwe currency which is it devalues too quickly you know you often get paid for a booking in January where they're traveling in August so what they you know you can't buy the bacon in January you've got to buy it in August so it needs to hold its value and it's very widely known the government knows ZTA everyone RBZ you know there's no issues with that at all so we actually have an exemption to to most other um industries in Zimbabwe, we have a special bank account that we can accept US dollars in and it holds a US dollar value. Okay. So for us, it is quite different to being the sort of people that are service providers of other industries in Zimbabwe. But I, do, I don't know about this new, new currency. Well, it, it was, really it was a gold, a gold, gold backed or I don't know, something like that. So just, uh, Oh, we did. Yes, that's right. They released those gold coins, but I think they released like 10. Oh, I don't know. And then, yeah. then it all. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I read something about it. I could be wrong, or maybe I was a dream. Who knows? But uh, we'll we'll um, we'll soon we'll soon see. I suppose. And what is your so obviously the when you travel around the world, what 
what is the main questions people ask? I know, obviously, from my uh, experience that people assume Zimbabwe is just Victoria Falls, uh, but there is so much to do, as, you know, Wangi and, and Kariba and all that. So you said you've just been to the States. How did that go? How was the education? What were people most surprised about? So the biggest thing about my travels and about meeting people that aren't from Zimbabwe is, is like I say, the scary bit of it. So what I find with agents is it's easier to, for example, book Botswana. They know Botswana is slightly more stable and they have more access. So access is the biggest, biggest issue in Zimbabwe. So before I talk about any bed or any guide or any food or anything about Zimbabwe, I talk, talk about access and how easy it is to get around and how people mustn't be frightened of it. We have so many different various options and airlines to choose from and transfer companies. It doesn't matter where you're going, what your budget is, you can get there. To be fair, the distances in Zimbabwe are very different to places like Botswana. So again, people see that and think the price, for example, a 20 minute flight in Botswana is going to be $200, whereas ours is 500, but we are flying an hour and 45 minutes to that destination, for example. So our distance are further. So that all of these marketing trips, I mean, America is a classic example. It's just educating people about Zimbabwe's mainly the logistics. People know that our parks are, if not superior, because we don't have such a um, dense lodge. There's not so many lodges in Wangi, for example, in comparison to the Delta, to give you an example. Um, it's a much more sort of, in my opinion, it's more of a second timer safari experience in Zimbabwe, because it is more rustic, it is more, more bush and more wild than other places, for example, Kruger, places like that. Um, but it's just education. It's literally, I go around, I'm obviously, as I'm sure you can hear, very passionate about Zimbabwe, very, very proud to live here and raise my children here. And I just try to get that across to other people. That's why I want to go and sit with them so that they can actually understand and see me and ask all those questions. And you get an honest opinion of someone who actually lives there, not just someone who is selling a product there. I can actually give you honest on the ground what's happening stuff. And and what 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 would you say? I mean, Huangi. Uh, I mean, what what would if if guests had two weeks? What what should they do? So a big piece piece of advice about logistics and Zim is if you're doing a Zim itinerary, even if you're combining it with somewhere like Cape Town, for example. But if it, you if you're choosing Zim as your safari destination, what you would I would advise is coming into Vic Falls and out of Harare, or into Harare and out of Vic Falls. Okay, it saves on the price of those internal flights or transfers, a lot of money. So instead of coming into Vic Falls, doing your safari around Zim and back out, if you did it in Terrari, do your safari and out of Vic Falls, it saves you a lot of money. There's a lot of airlines that do both. For example, Ethiopian, Kenyan Airways, Airlink, FastJet, they come both into Vic Falls and Harare. So it's no extra cost. There's no extra charge to this from their side. Um, so I would say your absolute ideal. I like ending in Vic Falls. And the reason I like ending is because people go to the market and buy curios. So now instead of lugging it all around Zimbabwe, when you've only got 20 kgs maximum, including your hand luggage, you know what I mean? If you want to buy a soapstone, something or the other, you kind of need to do it at the end. So starting in Harare, again, you wouldn't overnight in Harare. There's no need. You would just get a flight, you'd land and get a flight straight out. The only time that you would overnight is if you were on Emirates. Emirates arrives too late in the evening. But every other airline, you'd get straight into the bush. Um, Mana, 
I mean, Man is just one of the best places on the planet. It's very wild. It's very untouched. It's on the Zambezi River, so it's a river experience. Then going across to Kariba, again, you've got your water and your land-based um, access in Matusa Donna, which is now run by African Parks. It's our only African Parks National Park, which is amazing. Um, then going across to Wangi. Now, bear in mind that the animals that you're going to see in, in Mana and Kariba are actually different to Wangi. For example, the giraffe and other things. So including it is essential. You can't leave it out. But Wangi is more of just a sort of land-based activities. There are pans that are pumped. But other than that, you don't do water-based activities. And then obviously ending in Vic Falls. If someone has the budget or the time, um, including Metopus is really special too. Obviously, that's more of a cultural cell, so you include a little cultural thing into the safari, so it's not only safari-based. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it's. We were very lucky to to go around with you, and we went to southern and and northern Wangi, which was which was awesome. And um, yeah, I mean those those planes, the flights were were excellent. Even the the transfers were 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 great. Um, some love some lovely sightings as well it's you know that lovely cheetah family i don't know if you remember and we we went around with them and i've still got that fantastic photograph of the cheetah on on the rock uh, sort of looking for food for its uh for its little cubs um yeah and yeah it's the thing is you know so many different lovely experiences in in uh in in africa that 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 you can have so let's um Let's just talk about the business side of things. Your 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 company, as you said, was doing like well, and then of course COVID COVID struck, but we we somehow all managed to survive. And we met uh, last year during Africa's Eden. I think it was in February last or two, 2022, February 2022, which we were still in COVID. There were still restrictions. There was still uh, and so I mean, obviously exhibiting to to people while you're still in the pandemic you don't know when all the restrictions are going to end it must have been it must have been quite quite nerve-wracking to do because you we we were only six weeks out of a, a red list lockdown and all that kind of stuff so mm. and you didn't know where it was going i mean no you didn't during the three years before and it went up and down and open and close and open and close yes and open and, and, no, and totally, still the pcr tests no but like I said earlier, it's the marketing though, and it's the investment that you need to make as a business, especially as a DMC. That that marketing is the core of your business. If that stops, if if at any point you lose those relationships with people, then you don't have a business. Your whole business is based on relationships. So I know that, and having had off the track for them as many years as I have, I know that about it, which is when that Africa's Eden opportunity came about, although we weren't making money at all. Obviously, no one was traveling yet. I knew that that investment was going to pay off. So it's like marketing, in my opinion, in this industry is an investment. You're going to be paid back at some point. It won't be soon, but 100%, it will come back one day. And I haven't paid you to say that considering I run a marketing company. So <laughs> so just for any 100% listeners. 100% yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it, but it is true. It's, it's really, yeah, it's those, it's those relationships. It's the keeping up. It is the investment. It's, 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 it's just an unfortunate fact of life that you need money to make money and, or you need assistance, you know, from, from people to, to, uh, to make money. And, uh, and, and that's, that's what we need to do. It's all just getting out there, um, shaking as many hands as possible now that we can and, mm -hmm. and, and doing, doing what's, and then as you say, 
it's it's a long-term investment it's not like you're going to go to america and and then all of a sudden a flood of bookings it's it's a it's people sit sit on it and yeah and then and then they'll get a query in two months time and then you know that's 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 how it that's how it works and uh yeah. it's just a matter of i think we all had to learn extreme patience didn't we during COVID? Yeah. it was yeah it was um and teach our children which whew. yes yeah physically and teacher. and like metaphorically and 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 literally teach our children yeah because they could go to school yeah um so how do I mean how do you generally structure your your day? Obviously, working you, you're the owner. You work for yourself. It's uh, it's um, it's very easy to think that that doesn't need to have the the eyes and ears on the pulse and what's going on. Uh, how do you structure what what's your productivity tools in terms of uh, you know the, all the technology that's available? How do you make your day a bit more streamlined? So we use HubSpot which okay. really helps it helps um align our relationships because obviously we meet lots of people so it is a it's a tool that all all of my team not just me because obviously i don't speak to them all the time and they don't speak to me about who they're talking to so when it's uploaded and updated i can instantly see who's doing what and who's speaking to who and how many inquiries you've got and what the conversion rate is from people that we're talking to and why not? Why is the conversion rate too low, for example? What have we done wrong on that side? So I find HubSpot amazing. I, I, I really, really think it's an amazing resource. Um, we, so our biggest tool in this, our biggest asset is going to look at places and going to go and travel. So I do spend a lot of time traveling and I do expect my team to as well. Because you can't say you're an expert or something and then not go and see it because you're not Absolutely, 100%. There is constant traveling. So everything we do, we do remotely. There's very few things that we do face-to-face with each other because I'm away and then when I'm away, Sarah's away and then when Sarah's away, other Sarah's away and you know what I mean? So it's technology is a massive part of our business. Absolutely massive. I actually don't understand how someone who does what I do now 20 years i have no idea how they functioned yeah no but it's no but i mean i I use hubspot too and it is it is incredible um you definitely need that that kind of database to keep keep up to date with what's going on um but then also when when you 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 say that you need to travel so much and you need to be out there what's your opinion then on 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 camps that are still trying to not have readily available wi-fi and stuff like that because they want to keep the authentic bush experience i very strongly feel that they're going to lose ground in the future because people are just going to automatically assume that there's wi-fi and you know with this everybody's remotely working and i i honestly think that if anybody who's a property owner is listening and they're saying no we're not putting in wi-fi we don't want the guests on their phones and all that are going to fall short that's my strong opinion so and they need yeah, to change I, I- their point of view I completely agree. I think you'll find, especially in a safari experience in in all of Africa, the kind of demographic that you're trying to get into your camp are the people that likely, if not own their businesses, run their Yes, and they need to be on high up in a business. They've got to touch base. They've got to just double check. You can't go offline for three weeks and expect your business to still be running. I mean, it's literally not possible. I don't know a business that does that. So, unless you're a billionaire that that you've got loads yeah. of people but but yeah 
But I do think that there are camps need to understand that there are ways to get around that. For example, make a Wi-Fi tent that's away from the main area. If they don't want people sitting like kids, for example, I can understand that sort of stuff. You know, someone's teenage child comes and sits and plays games. I don't know, whatever. I, I get that. I, do, I don't disagree with that. So then do it in a space that suits everyone. But having it unavailable is 100% not an option. I, I would... It wouldn't I, I would choose not to go there. I couldn't go there. My family couldn't go there. Mm. Yeah, no, well, exactly, exactly. That's that's the thing. And, mm. yeah, so I think there's a lot of convincing that's needed. I've been saying this for 12, 13, 14 years when, when people are saying, no, 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 don't be stupid, no Wi-Fi. It's, we've got to have that authentic push. But 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 times are – it's people are just requiring it. And, uh, um, and yeah, because How people are just – How to pay for your holiday. That yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So you you wouldn't be able to go if you if you weren't able to work remotely, and uh, and it's also it's free it's yeah. free advertising. I don't understand why people would you know so many in the the growth of the of the of the instant real live social media. You know, think about think about investment in Wi-Fi as having every single guest of yours. You don't know how many Instagram followers they've got that they I can mean, live stream correct. live stream from your lodge, yeah. watching the sunset, drinking a gin and tonic. And how many bookings you're going to get because of that? So, it's definitely a, it's definitely a very very cheap way to get your business advertised. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. And when you get back home and you look at your photos, it's not quite the same as when you had that sundowner right there and then. And that's when they want to post it. You know what I mean? They don't want to get home. when they get home. It's going to be chaos. So they're not going to post the sundowner experience. And then, like you say, there's your free marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's it's certainly, certainly, I think, definitely going to have to happen. And I, from what I gather, Elon Musk is uh, going to be blanketing Africa soon with his Starlink satellites. I believe so. I saw it actually. It was on a Zim newspaper the other day. We were all so excited. I mean, it would just change our life really well. Yeah, I know it, it will. And it's also, it's uh, the thing is, if you look at the map of, of Starlink now, it's all the developed countries that have very, very strong internet connections anyway. So, you know, get get Africa covered and um, make it affordable, uh, you know, and mm -hmm. and the whole continent will, I don't know, it'll, it'll just light, literally light up because so many people, it's also like remote payments and all that kind of stuff you need mm -hmm. connectivity make for. Make life easier uh, for everyone, correct. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, and then, what would you, what would you say? Like, there's so many challenges in what we do um, when you start up your own business. I'm sure there's been, or well, certainly, you know, there, there's so many times that you just think, oh my, oh my gosh, you know, like what, what have I done? Um, so, for anybody that's starting up with the challenges, it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very, very hard, and it's going to be. The hardest thing you've ever really done is to not know how you're paying the bills next month and keep that belief and keep that faith. Um, so, in terms of the way tourism is going now in Southern Africa or in Zimbabwe in particular, obviously there's a lot of positivity going around. So, what advice would you give to someone that's just starting out? Just to persevere. It is slow. All of us. It doesn't matter what industry or what business you're going to go into. So my my husband is a is a self-employed person too. It's the same with their industry, and which is completely different to travel. So my 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 advice is literally don't give up. As little small jumps as you go, you will get there. 
And that is what I found with mine. It is very scary. Even now, it's very scary, especially post-COVID, because you kind of feel like you're starting again, sort of. I mean, I, I know you're not, but you kind of get that feeling. So, I mean, my team, as you know, has expanded, and, and I'm feeling petrified by it. But I know it's the right thing. And I know that the only way that I'm going to grow is to employ people. So you've got to do it. But taking that jump is very scary. And don't think that you're the only one scared doing it, because every single person that is doing those jumps is just as yeah. frightened. Yeah. Well, like, that's but what I always tell people, them. too. Yeah, it's it's the, the image that, you know, we have to project um, is, is sometimes not, not, the, not the true re- reality. Um, what's going on and, inside. yeah exactly what what's going on inside and behind closed doors everybody has a cross yeah. to bear and and that's that's what i've said as well to other guests on the podcast if anyone's listening that thinks that they're falling behind in the recovery you know listening to we, we very much focused or the podcast is very much focused on talking about positivity and rising up you know the word kuza means a, a new beginning a new dawn and that's that's what the focus of the podcast is to describe what people went through and you know and and now now the resurgence again but you know i think there are still people that are that are waiting for their businesses to to rise again um who shouldn't feel like they're doing anything wrong compared to anybody else and that's Mm -hmm. um that's a a lesson i want to it will come little steps get you far yes yeah well that what did i read the other day that uh, a journey of a thousand steps starts with one and it's 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 all uh yeah, there's so many different motivational quotes you could get, but it is for anyone listening who's who is still struggling a bit. Uh, it's 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 not not easy, and you literally just have to get up and and go. And uh, I've I've started to try and be one of the five a.m. club people. Uh, some days it works, some days it doesn't. But definitely, from what I have heard, so many people get so much more productivity done in those early morning hours than uh, than anything else i'm one of those way are oh, you good what is it way that's more. awesome I, I hit lunchtime and i'm like mm, but i've achieved so much in that beginning that i'm one of those but i've also got small children so well smaller children it started with the small children because you've got to wake up anyway so you may as well do something constructive and then on the positive flip side of that, you could start drinking at four and not feel bad. <laughs> well, exactly. Wine <laughs> o'clock comes earlier. Yeah, exactly. Because you you yeah, you just shift the shift the day. No, this morning I was yeah. up half past five, out at six for a you know, an hour and a bit walk, five K walk and you know, just just and then by the by the time you get back and shower and everything, it's still like like seven forty five. And and you and yeah. you've done your exercise. You cleared your, your head and you're yeah. ready. Yeah. Your watch, your watch has told you you've completed most of your exercise goals for the day. Now, I, th- I think that that's it's that's the what you know motivation to run a business and everything is one thing, but there's also the personal motivation, and uh, it's a healthy body, healthy mind, all that kind of stuff too. So ly- lying in bed and you know even on the weekends, I, I just think you know li- lying in bed isn't going to propel me forward. Getting up and doing something is. Um, and Absolutely. well, I mean, you know what? Uh, let's let's not be so hard on ourselves. Sometimes lying in bed and and doing social media recovery and, is um, as good as the exercise. Remember, recovery is just as important. But with winter coming up, well, certainly in Zimbabwe, well, anyone who's Zimbabwean, winter. I mean, when I say winter, winter is probably a big word for people that live in England, in the UK, yeah, in Europe. Yeah, our our winters. Um, we, we yeah, we can't cope. Three three months of winter. I mean, right now it maybe gets to like. 
maybe 15 degrees at in the morning when I I run in the morning too and maybe 15 mm. degrees and that is arctic Actually, yeah yeah no, arctic. Don't, don't. I mean I'm from Durban so anything below 20 there's panic in the streets you know, it's it's, it's, it's like a I mean, scene of absolute all chaos. Talks about. It's so crispy at the moment, isn't it? It was. It's so cold. The jerseys and the scarves and the gloves and everything. It's like it's like 19 degrees. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. And then and then you go to places like New York in February. And my word, then then you know what cold feels like when you when you when you literally can't even. You think you're getting lockjaw because the you can't remove your mouth <laughs> yeah um yeah. so with with all the with all the positivity and and all the you know the the way things are going and thank goodness i hope we never hear the term red list and lockdown ever again i think i think a lot of uh decisions were made in haste and uh i think now it's coming to the fore certainly in the uk and everything about decisions that could have been made better and decisions that didn't need to be made perhaps mm. um is there anything that you think that you, that you would still like to see change that you've been kind of waiting for and you'd think if this were to happen, it would just be phenomenal, um, even in terms of Wi-Fi everywhere or, or ba mm. basic things like that, you know, specifically in a Zimbabwean context, ease of currency, ease of whatever, you know? So our one thing we have a really big issue with at the moment, and I just don't understand why it is still there, but we are one of the only countries, I imagine, in the world. I mean, I don't know who else has it, where we still have COVID restrictions. What? And I didn't even really, know that. No, we still do. It's it's embarrassing. Uh, honestly, it's embarrassing. I came back from Joburg the other day. I mean, I, as I say, I travel a lot. I came back from Joburg the other day, and someone was standing there with a the temperature thing, temp checking people's temperature off a flight. I literally laughed and said, are you actually joking? Someone is employed to sit here and take temperatures. What if someone has a temperature? What are you going to do? What, you, we're so far gone from that. We have so far moved on from, the whole world has moved on from this. Even China. So, yeah. I you know, this one I'm wondering, maybe China still has restricted, I don't know who does, but we, we are unfortunately one of the only countries in Southern Africa that does. So Zambia dropped theirs. To be fair, Zambia only dropped it about a month ago. Um, uh -huh. Botswana was a long time ago, but Zambia was quite recently and we seem to still be in there. So that is my one really big thing. And we are all lobbying. We're obviously all, we all run WhatsApp groups with each other in the industry and everything. We are lobbying the government and lobbying ZTA, getting them to talk to the health ministry and stuff mm. to ask them to stop. So basically still for Zimbabwe, you need either need a, a vaccination certificate or a PCR that's no longer than 48 hours old. So we same story to come to Zimbabwe. Gosh, but that's, Crazy because those vaccinations, I presume, have all worn off by now because they were literally just meant to contain the virus for a specifically for a short I think amount of time. They were valid for a year or two years or something. Correct. So I mine has a validity that has mine is a validity that has expired, and I'm allowed to travel on mine. No problem. I never ever get questioned. No issues. Jeez. So it's just. It's the stranger thing. It's sort of, I think, sort of like the person that needs to make these decisions has maybe told someone under him to make them and they haven't quite got to the bottom person. Do you understand? So I, I genuinely think there's just a just a little step in the ladder that's been missed. So we need to go back to that ladder and go back down because there's no reason for it. You know, COVID isn't a thing here. There's, there's no death. There's no worry for it whatsoever. No one's in a hospital or being treated for it. So...
Well, look, I mean, I think I still know people that are getting it and getting ill from it. But I mean, it's just one of those things that are in, on the planet now. And mm. you, we can't hide from it anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, lots of people I, I know. And yeah, it's... Uh, well, let's let's hope they learned a lot. The people that make the decisions learned a lot about what worked and what didn't. And you know, I think travel restrictions were certainly destroyed a lot of a lot of businesses. And and let's hope that those businesses are able to 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 come right again. You know, um, yeah. no I have heard loads of great stories of people that are doing better than they were in 2019, which is awesome. And I think that maybe just the ability to take a step back and regroup and look at look at different things and, and learn different things uh, was a good thing, maybe. Absolutely. You see the positives like that. Okay, Robin. Well, well, great. So how would anybody listening to us now get in touch with you if they've got a Zimbabwe query? Um, what's the best way? Well, emailing you would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> GW at Kuzo Global. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. So what's what's your email address and website? Is my email is Robin R O B Y N at yeah. off the track dot co dot z w. Uh huh. Okay. The website address is www dot off the track dot co dot z w. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And you you do all of Zimbabwe and um, obviously the surrounding countries such as Botswana and the, the correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Just pretty much most of South, but I don't do South Africa. I don't know South Africa well enough. So I only do places that I know really well. I will not sell something that I don't know. And if I don't know it, it's okay to get the inquiry and I'll pass. I generally know someone who does that. Yeah, now. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks so much. Right. And it's, it's lo lovely to, to, um, Get your perspective, you. and then we will see you at Indaba. In Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll see no you at Indaba. Yeah, perfect, okay. Robin. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast.